Audio Wrangling is a sister site to Audio Angling, which allows people with opinions on angling and related topics to express them freely as an insight into what some of the issues were in the early part of the 21st century. My name's Phil Williams and this is a 2013 recording with Morecambe Angler and Tackle Dealer, Jerry Fault. Talking with shore anglers who regularly fish the Morecambe area, there's a great deal of dissatisfaction regarding the sea defence and flood alleviation work running from Heesham in the south right through to the north end of the town. Rock armour has been laid along almost the entire high water line, making any chance of fishing from the promenade, which disabled anglers frequently did, a complete impossibility. As a result, the geography of the shore itself has also changed between the high and low watermarks, courtesy of a series of fishtail boulder groins, constructed to accumulate sand for the benefit of holiday makers. What the councils seem to have either overlooked, or turned a blind eye to, is the fact that these sand deposits must come from somewhere, which unfortunately has left vast swathes of the shore in the Hesham area scoured right down to the bedrock and boulders, which besides rearranging the fish species mix, is also causing problems for Morecambe Dinghy Angling Club. Vermin and rubbish accumulating in the rock voids is also having to be dealt with. Anglers locally maintained that they were not consulted in the same way that other stakeholder groups were. And the big worry now is that not only is there a similar scheme on the drawing board for nearby Rossell, which is probably more important even than Morecambe as a high water fishery, but potentially around 90 or so other sites scattered all around the British coast. So as both an angler and a resident, what are your thoughts on the subject? And what, if anything, are you hearing from anglers visiting the shop? I understand from this what's happened in Morecambe will happen on the Blackpool Fylde Coast area. Is it or is it not a good idea? I think if you were an angler that lived in Morecambe when it was as it was before the Rock Armour was here, you got used to fishing in a certain place. We used to have the Grove, then we used to have the Battery Top. We'd have both piers, which were unfortunately stored by fire and flood, tempest and what have you. And then we had this... Um, change brought about by the rock armour and the bringing of sand to Morecambe. All of that's got nothing to do with fishing, really and truly it's to do with tourism. For years wanted a proper beach like Blackpool, never had one, had little tiny bits of sand that would wash away with varying different types of tide. Morecambe Council spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on bringing sand from different places that would last a few tides and a decent wind and a big tide would wash it all away again. All that ratepayers' money disappearing back down to Blackpool <laughs> was a frustrating thing. So their want was to create a beach, and how did they go about doing it? That beach and the improvements to the prom, as they saw it, had to lead to more visits to Morecambe, which got to be a good thing for the town as a whole. When it was happening, I must admit that I had real reservations about what they would do, because from a business point of view, we would lose some recognisable angling venues. Now, I don't know how many years on it is. It's got to be 15 years plus, maybe 20 years plus, from when they started it to now. I think it would be fair to say that Morecambe Prom at the minute is fantastic. It's completely redeveloped. It's a really pleasant place to walk down on a nice night <laughs> on the west coast of England, which we do have a few, not as many as we'd like. And without a doubt, the effect on the fishing has changed dramatically. That's where, the, from my point of view, I saw there'd be problems. But 
What it really means is that anglers, as the rock armour has come to give us better sea defences against floods, it's done that job, anglers really had to start again and learn where the bass were on the battery top and they're on the Grosvenor. Where are they now? They've moved somewhere else. They haven't left Morecambe. They're somewhere else. You have to learn different venues. And as the... What's happening in Morecambe is there's more and more sand and the low water marks are being pushed further and further away from the shore. Into, I must say, deeper and deeper channels in some places. In other places that have silted up. So the bay is changing dramatically. The movement of sand. I don't, I don't know how many millions of tonnes of sand have changed. Where I live, I overlook Half Moon Bay. And when we moved in here, we've been here now seven years, and when we moved in, there was sand in Half Moon Bay. You could only see an odd rock. Today, if you go and stand in Half Moon Bay, there is loads of rock where the sand, feet of sand have disappeared off of the rocks because the rock groins they put in are made to move the sand from some places and keep it in others. On the other end of that, if you go down to Morecambe Central, we've got a beautiful beach. In fact, I, I had a really strange experience one dinner time. I would often walk to a local sandwich shop, uh, buy a bun, and if the weather was nice, I'd walk onto the end of uh, Regent Road, which is where West MP used to be, and sit and have a sandwich overlooking the bay. And unbeknown to me, it was a day when they dumped sand onto West End Beach. And I came up over the prom onto the beach, and lo and behold, there was this crescent moon of silver-white sand. I thought I was in Barbados. They must have been doing it over the last couple of days. But I don't know how many thousands of tonnes of sand were put. But it was magnificent. And I, everybody thought, well, that would not stay there. But it has. Because of the way that the bay has been designed by somebody who obviously knows what it's talking about, I believe the guy was called Dr. Barber originally, and I sat at one or two meetings. It's kept the sand. So from a tourism point of view, we've now got two, if not three, beautiful beaches that are now covered by people in the summer when the weather's right. Locals and the holidaymakers alike. We've got more tourists who come to Morecambe than ever been before because they can sit on the beach and they can enjoy the beach. The fishing, I think, in places has got terrible. In other places, it's got brilliant. So the anglers are having to learn, as the sand moves and changes, the fish will move and change with it. And it is a constantly changing thing. Every year goes past, the bay is, is changing all the time, as it has done for, for thousands of years. But the effects that the groins they put in and the rock armour are definitely having the desired effect for tourism. They're keeping the sand on the beaches. We as anglers have to learn to... Uh, to do that, which is what I think will happen in Blackpool. One of the first meetings I sat at, uh, at the town hall when I was lucky enough to be invited as part of the retailer and part of the boat fishing community in the area, so we'd understand what was going on. They talked about uh, what would happen is what happened, I believe, in, in Ainsdale, where they did a similar thing in Ainsdale, where they put some groins in, and they had some, had some work there, where places would become so muddy and so boggy it will be difficult to walk. In fact, there was a case in Ainsdale, I think, where a horse was lost on the beach, where it sunk on the beach. And lo and behold, in places in Morecambe, that did happen. There were some places that got very, very muddy, but very, very slowly, it's turning to sand. It's getting firmer and firmer. Grasses take hold that hold the sand. And slowly, it's becoming a different venue. 
I think it's for the positive person. I think long term, it's leading to a, a better seaside resort for Morecambe, which he needed it desperately because it now has beaches. And from the fishing point of view, it's changed. Local anglers didn't like it because they had to, they went to the place where they caught fish before and that place never existed anymore. It changed completely. So they had to learn to fish everywhere else. And that's happening. There are just as many fish being caught here now as there was 20 years ago, different places. So I think the same thing happened in Blackpool. There'll be a lot of ooh-ha and, and people will jump up and down and say how bad it is. But it's over a huge period of time, maybe longer than a lifetime. It'll change continually, hopefully for the better. It certainly's done that in Morecambe. I think it's, it's definitely better in Morecambe from a tourism point of view. There will be people that are, would argue that fishing isn't as good now. But I disagree with that. I think from seeing the results of catches, there are just as many fish caught now as there was 20 years ago. In fact, you could argue that place fishing now is as good as it's ever been. In certainly my time in Walker, which has now been, I think, nearly 40 years or so, the place fishing is better now than it's ever been. And getting better every week in, week out. Due really to the changes about with the, the rock armour and the sand movement, and that's creating different channels. And of course, the lack of commercial language is not really that interested in place anymore. They're all bass man. So, um, yeah, I think positive for Wilkham, it's good. Maybe the same thing like for Blackpool. Very complicated issue. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do in Blackpool. But um, there are some issues with the vermin in the in the rock armors and stuff. There are definitely rats in Morkham, more rats than there's ever been before, but not like uh, in, in plague proportions. I think if it's controlled properly by the council, if they're willing to chuck money at it, it's not a problem. You're not sat there with rats running over your feet. It's just an odd occasional rat that's living amongst some of the rock armor. Maybe people look for them more than they've ever done before, but it's not a problem without a doubt. Or whatever the problem is, it can be resolved, that, I think. So I think it's all positives for Morecambe, whether that's the same in Blackpool, I don't know. I attended those meetings with regard to the file course project, and there are two concerns so far as angling goes. The main one, as has been the case with Morecambe, is the loss of the high water fishery due to the rock armour, and this is far and away the best supported aspect of fishing along the entire file coast. The other thing, as mentioned earlier, is the disabled anglers, who can only fish from the concrete above the rock armour. Be careful what I say here. Uh, well, there ain't a lot of them. That's the honest answer. The access to disabled anglers is, I think, across the country, for the amount of money spent on disabled anglers, is enormous for the number of anglers there are. Uh, you know, you can argue the fact in different restaurants you go in, you have a fantastic loo for a disabled customer, and two little small loos for the general public. Well, there's only like one disabled customer in how many? To how many able-bodied? I'm not saying they shouldn't be there. I think it's important that we, we recognise that we have to look after disabled people. But do we need to spend so much money on a guy in a wheelchair be able to get onto the beach at Blackpool? I would much rather see the money spent on making the general access for everybody better. That might create a bit of turmoil with some people. Well, no way am I against disabled anglers. The more that go, the better. But it, it needs a balance. And I think at the minute, the biggest thing is to hang on to those venues where people can continue to fish, as well as giving some access for places where disabled anglers can fish. But I don't want to get too steep in, in, that, in that argument. It's got uh, difficult outcomes with it. But you're right about the rock mate. One of the lessons could be learned from Morecambe is there wasn't enough 
input in the actual final finish to the rock arm. I think more could have been done to make it smoother for Angus too. But you have to ask yourself the question, is does your council want anglers on your prom? Because I honestly don't believe they want them in Morecambe. They don't want lime and newspaper and smelly bait and fish and people whizzing leads around while there's people increased tourism. That's the bottom dollar. I don't know the answer to that one. That's probably not the case with Rossell. It's not a tourist area. Yes, there is a concrete walkway which is used by dog walkers, cyclists and the like, but its main use in the area is by anglers. And in terms of access to the beach, whether it's there or not, shingles, soft sand and wheelchairs, or even walking frames, simply don't mix. A concrete pathway with no line snagging rocks below is ideal, and now it looks like even that is going to be lost. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think that the, the lessons from the, from the Morka situation is there's more people in Blackpool. So you really need to be doing it with the council. So your influence has some influence over the way that it actually ends up looking and whether it's still accessible for anglers. The council needs to take on board just how much money it brings to the town. You could do yourself a little equation and maybe you ought to take you to a council meeting. We, we, in Morecambe, we've got a place called the North Wall, which is at one time I tried to stop fishing on it altogether, but it ended up being a public right away and they're not doing it anymore. But now they're talking about putting three enormous wind turbines on the North Wall. And I went to a meeting about mudding, and I asked a the guy there, I said, well, this is one of our last Anglian bastions where we can drive up in the car, cast out, sit in the car if need be, whoever's not so good, where we can actually fish. And he thought about how many anglers come up this North Wall. And the guy said to him, well, well people fish here, do they? I said, well, yeah, you know, there's quite a few people fishing here. Really, how many? And I started to do the, the equation in my head. It's only a, it's only a I don't know, half a mile to a mile stretch of prom or harbour wall or whatever you want to call it but on any given day there must be 10 anglers are tied or 10 cars are tied fishing on that wall so it's 20 cars a day with one or two anglers in per car so let's say you've got 20 to 30 anglers a day fishing off the north wall more when the, the fish is good less when the fish is bad obviously but over the case of a year that's a lot of anglers going to that spot, who are spending, I don't know, five quid on bait, whether they're buying it with me or whether they're bringing it from Blackburn or wherever they're going to come from, yeah, or from Blackpool, whatever. All those people who buy a McDonald's in the way in or go to the cafe for breakfast or they'll spend money within Morecambe and collectively that's quite a lot of money that if they close these places off, make them unfishable, whether it be access issues in Blackpool, or whether they make it, uh, you know, wind, wind farm issues in Morecambe. It's a point I'm not even sure enters into any discussion in the council chamber when they make those decisions. So my advice to you would be, if you're involved with that decision-making process, or if you're not, be involved if you care, because you could lose lots if you're not careful. Your influence has got to be better than not having influence at all. And just to reinforce that very point, anglers in attendance at meetings with Wyaborough Council engineers did bring about some alterations to the plans, though unfortunately not all of them seem to have gone through. 
but at least it made the decision makers aware of and consider angling as a result.